What the hell is going on with Charlotte? On this episode of The Pour Over, Joe and Dill discuss the next episode of Westworld Season 3, The Absence of Field. Let's pour it all over. What's up, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe. And Dill. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very things so many of us depend on each morning. Coffee. Let's uh, catch up with the poor boy, poor over boys before we get started here. Um, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? It's good. It's good. How, how are you? Good, man. Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, just, uh, yeah, just hanging in there during yep. the Rona times. Yep, another week yeah. has come and gone, and we're still out here. Yo, the days feel like they're actually going by kind of fast. True, true. Uh, they kind of all like blend in together, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's a better way to put it. Yeah, so I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, is it Friday? I don't know. I was actually late to class the other day because I just totally forgot <laughs> what day it was. I woke up and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, it's Thursday. So, Yo, I feel that. I actually had a nightmare a couple of days ago that I was late to class. <laughs> oh, no. That's one of my like biggest fears, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so uh, what you've been brewing lately? Oh, just the same, like we've been talking about the past few weeks. Um, I, today, actually, this morning, I just finished the Yes, Please. So I talked about okay. that before. Um, is there four coffee blend? Wow. Release 69. Um, so yeah, I finished it today. So I mean, it's pretty good. I kept drinking it until now it's all gone. That's fast, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think you'd finish it so quick. Didn't you get it like three weeks ago? I think some, something ago. like that. Uh, I mean, the bag is a little smaller than the average bag, I would say. Oh, So okay. I think that's partially why. Um, yeah. So right now I still have the Intelligentsia frequency blend left over. So that's kind of, I still have a good amount of that. So I'll probably be drinking that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, I don't know if you heard of a company called Beanbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do subscription stuff, kind of like Mistobox. Um, okay. They had like a five dollar trial thing where they sent you like a sampler. Um, so I, I ordered mm. that. I'm still waiting for that to come in. So you know, okay. maybe next time I'll have it and I can share a little bit about that. All right, Beanbox. Yeah, I, I gave in to uh, you know the big data, maybe related to our episode later today. But Ooh. it was a Facebook ad. Rehoboam. <laughs> Yeah, Rehoboam's been listening to you. Yeah, dude. Like, all my Facebook ads and Instagram ads recently have all been, like, coffee gear and, like, coffee related. (laughs) I mean, they they already were, but I feel like it's, like, a lot now. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's not bad, I guess, compared to, like, whatever else it could be. But Right. um, That's true. Yeah, they got me, though. It was, like, $5, uh, like, sampler pack or something. I was like, all right, all right, I'll try it. (laughs) How many um, bags do you get? And then do you know how big those bags are? They're probably really small. So I actually yeah. don't remember. It's either one or two. I don't know. I think they're they're small. Like the value, I was thinking about it today. I was like, it's probably not really $5 worth of beans. But mm. the fact that it's like small, they can send it to you and you only have to pay $5. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. If I can get like a couple of brews out of it, I'll be happy. But yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Hmm. No shade to Beanbox, but don't forget to unsubscribe ah, so that yes. <laughs> you don't end up like, though it could be a blessing in disguise. Remember, you liked this one. You like this new one. That's the Yes, true. please. 
more than the first one. Yeah, yeah. So, so you never know. I mean, the way they they frame this sampler or whatever is like there's no subscription with it, so like they don't they they leave it up oh, to okay. you. That at least that's what they say. So I should double check that. But sure, um, that's that's how it's advertised. Like you you do the five dollars, you don't have to cancel anything, but you can decide after if if you're still interested. Okay, nice. Yeah, so I appreciate that. So we'll see. But what have mm-hmm. you been brewing? So uh, I still get my daily intake of chock full of nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, kind of the first cup I get. And then um, I've been on that two-cup wave. Ooh. So in the afternoon, yeah, I drink uh, Numa coffee. Hey. The, the Brazil Brazilian Rose Diamond, I think that's the one. I think that's what it's called. I'll put the deal. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but it's the Brazil... I think it's a blend. I'm not really sure. Uh, they don't give a whole lot of detail on their coffees, but this is, um, let's see. This one has flavor notes of what they call it, slightly fruity, nutty, and smooth finish. Hmm. So I definitely get the, um, the fruitiness. Like there's a little bit of like a kind of a berry flavor to it. Um, and it is, it is pretty smooth. Um, I've been brewing it on the Chemex actually. Oh, nice! With uh, number four filters. Oh, okay, okay. How's that going? Uh, the first one didn't go so well. The first one, the filter actually popped open. Oh, um, but that was because I was using one filter, and I've run out of Chemex filters, so that's why I'm on uh, these number four filters from I think Melita. Okay. They make all those. Uh, and I looked online and they recommended if you're using it for a Chemex, you want to double up. Oh, okay. Innovation. And, mm, yeah. Yeah. Quarantine and in- innovations here. <laughs> uh, and it works. Yeah. Nice. If you double up on the Chemex with number four, it works pretty well. Uh, they're just a little thinner, which is why I think, uh, people say to double up mm. and on the bottom, um, it's a kind of pinched in they're like these little indentions Mm. where i guess the machine might have um took two pieces of paper and kind of cinched them together and that's where it popped open oh so yeah be aware of that when you're using those non-chemex filters Mm. on the chemex so did your beans like fall into the the brew they did oh no dude it's the worst feeling ever especially on the chemex and you just see the waterfall of of grounds you're like no It was actually happening in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoot. Did, did you go uh, and like refilter it, like pour the whole thing through some, or what would you do? I tried to. Um, I tried to take a bowl mm. and uh, kind of pour it all out and then get another set of filters and pour it back in. Wow. But it just got kind of messy. And then yeah. when I poured it out of the Chemex, you couldn't, I couldn't get all the beans out from mm. the bottom of the Chemex. It's just not designed that well in yeah. that way. Yeah, Man. there's 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 just not you just you just gotta dump it all out. Yeah. I dumped it on the out out in the yard, and then I just uh, I just started it over. Trying to make you work for your coffee, man. Hmm. Mm. Well, it's a good thing I got a discount on that. Speaking of which, here's our shameless plug for Numa Coffee. Uh, we'll have the link again in the show notes, but uh, you guys can get. Uh, I think 30% off mm-hmm. on uh, bags of Numa Coffee on their website with the code Cancel Corona. So do check that out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, you know, some of my coffee thoughts related to that, too, is just, you know, mm-hmm. as this pandemic continues just to stretch out longer and longer, like thinking about all those local businesses, like, um, I, I know a lot of places around here have just like been closed, have been trying to do the takeout stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we've talked about like, oh, gosh, support all the local businesses, um, coffee shops among those because they're hit really hard right now. So actually a friend of mine shared mm-hmm. this website with me that's called come together.coffee. We'll uh, put it in the show notes where it's just kind of this, um, I would say database of all these different coffee shops. So you can type in okay. like your city, your area, and it'll pull up different coffee shops. So you can just type in like Texas if you want, or like, you know, Dallas, and then it'll pull up those shops. It'll tell you what they're doing. Like, how can you support them? Are they still open? Um, maybe they're doing curbside or they're doing like online orders. So that kind of stuff. It doesn't have everything in there, obviously, but my assumption is that they're adding coffee shops as, as time goes on. So even like when I searched up Texas, there, there's still a number mm-hmm. of local shops from around here where I live. Yeah. I just tried um, Oak Cliff and Davis Street. They didn't come up. Mm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So I think it might be better to type in like your state or something or like yeah. your city. Just because it's still, I think it's like a new thing. And so only, mm-hmm. probably only those that want to participate um, are, are getting in there. But it mm-hmm. could be a good way to find out of about different shops in your area or even mm-hmm. other, yeah. other shops in other areas if you're so inclined. Um, yeah. Just to see, see what they're doing. So, you know, people are trying to do that. It's just like the website's called Come Together. And so people are trying to help each other out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking up... Um Deeper Roots on here in Ohio, Stouff's Coffee, which is out of Columbus, Branch Street, which I haven't heard of them. But it looks like they also have um, promo codes on here, too. Mm. Uh, Well, they talk about um, not promo codes per se, but kind of what they're going to do with your money, uh, how they're going to benefit different organizations and stuff. So that's cool. And, you know, free shipping, I think, is mentioned on a lot of these. on a lot of these shops. So that's great. Yeah, for sure. What have uh, your coffee thoughts been? My coffee thoughts have been, I don't know if I brought this up last time, but man, Corona life feels like real life Chernobyl. Mm. Um, It just reminds me of uh, when we talked about the show and then in reality, what happened is all these lies that led to uh, people um, getting killed, Mm. um, led to people getting sick. And all that. So it's like when we first started with this whole thing, I think everyone was kind of down trying to downplay it and talk about how it's like not as bad. And people are still doing that on Facebook. There's a lot of people who are spreading false information, um, you know, saying like, oh, yeah, man, I just want to get Corona now. So I'll be stronger <laughs> later or like, ah, man, Corona ain't got nothing on me. Like this is a test of like my strength, like hashtag gym bro or whatever. Uh. And uh, I think that's just, like, what's happening or what happened in Chernobyl when, like, Russia was trying to downplay everything that was going on, which then led to other countries, um, you know, uh, not being prepared mm. or, or then getting kind of the, the, the after effects of the whole uh, meltdown. Um, so that's just, yeah, that's just kind of been what I've been thinking about as far as recently mm. uh, in these Rona times. 
Yeah, it's interesting just to see how different different groups of people are responding, even like different states, different governments. Like, is this right. so varied? I guess it maybe just shows mm-hmm. some deeper deeper realities. Right. Yeah, it's kind of revealing, I guess, the divides in our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hopefully we'll yeah. all come out the other end better for it, maybe, or maybe just more self-aware, and then we'll know mm-hmm. where to go from there, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely going to be a post-corona America. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time to get into our Westworld discussion for this week. I'm already touching on some of those themes anyways, mm-hmm. but uh, this week we're talking about... Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay. You know, okay. just trying to do a little tie-in transition. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So we uh, talking about season three, episode three of Westworld, called "The Absence of Field." So, yeah, um, Westworld. For those of you that don't know uh, where you've been, but also just a quick recap: <laughs> uh, Westworld set in a not so distant future where humanity has developed this technology to create human-like robots, which they call hosts. Um, that have an ever-evolving consciousness. And some hosts, like Dolores, one of the main characters, has become so sentient that she's chosen to rebel against humanity and create a world for their own. So on episode three Mm -hmm. here, we see Dolores uh, bringing back Charlotte Hale. We just kind of see clips of her here and there so far. Um, But this is not really Charlotte Hale. This is just some host that is in the Charlotte Hale kind of like shell or body, right? And so this mm-hmm. quote-unquote Charlotte, she acts confused, and it's kind of like a mystery. Who is this really? Um, but, you know, the two hosts are somehow intertwined. And so Dolores reveals to Charlotte that she's got four other hosts um, that she's brought to the real world. And one of them is Bernard. And so this episode is really all about Charlotte, who we discover she's having difficulty acclimating to her own body and her role in Delos. You know, Charlotte, she's having to deal with the leak of the Delos data, stealing of the host units, including Maves, and there's a mole, apparently, in the company. Then, in addition, in her personal life, Charlotte's dealing with her son, seeing through her, and I guess knowing it's not the real her. I don't know, because he's kind of like, I want my own mommy back, but it's like, yeah, it was creepy. It's like, what's that mean, you know? <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then meanwhile, we get a little bit more with Dolores and Caleb because Dolores is saved by Caleb and taken into an ambulance uh, before being stopped by a Rico job that attempts to take her into custody. Dolores, she takes down the two mercenaries and leaves in their car, and then Caleb just asks for her name. But Dolores suggests that Caleb stay low, keep away from her. She tells him that you're a good man, Caleb. And then. You don't want to be messing with me. Yeah, yep. And back to Charlotte. Charlotte begins begins hurting herself, saying that she can't stop. And Dolores tries to calm her down and asserts that no one knows me like you do. And no one knows me like you. And so Dolores heals Charlotte and then they just lay in bed, cuddle a bit in the fetal position. And then the two, um, they're, they're aware that this guy, Sirach, is behind the leak and that there's this mole in Delos. Later on, Caleb gets hunted down by more Rico mercenaries looking for Dolores. They threaten him with his life. The Rico mercenaries then inject Caleb with some type of drug or something and hang him off a construction site. Then Dolores shows up to save Caleb from certain death. And then Dolores takes him to breakfast and kind of reveals his past to him, sharing his Mm -hmm. deepest, darkest memory of his mom, leaving him in that cafe or that diner. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Caleb, astounded and in pain, 
from what he's hearing, he learns about Rehoboam, learns about insight, and just how this whole company is kind of controlling his life. And then Dolores tells Caleb, it's not about who you are, it's about who they'll let you become. And so he realizes the system, running all the algorithms on people, predicting everything about them. And Dolores takes Caleb to the place that Rehoboam predicts that he's going to commit suicide there one day. Uh, they begin to form a bond over their distrust of the system and the pain they've experienced from it. Um, so Dolores mm-hmm. proposes that Caleb join her in her revolution and do something real for once. And then throughout this episode, we see that Charlotte's been re- receiving these voicemails, cryptic sounds, and the final voicemail arrives and plays the jingle that she was singing to her son mm-hmm. in the clip. Oh. Um, and then Charlotte calls back to the number and kind of unlocks this code, and she says she wants to meet. And then she's taken in a taxi where she finds Martel and Sirac. And Sirac shares with Charlotte that he's aware that the data is encrypted in the host unit of Dolores. Charlotte assures him that she's working on searching for the data, but that she needs more time. Before disappearing from, from his hologram form, Sirac says to Charlotte that time is a luxury of which she has very little. So mm. that is episode three. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but... There is a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, starting with initial impressions. What did you think of this episode, man? Hmm. I, yeah, this episode was good. It mm. was very interesting. I don't really know where to place it as far as... I was like kind of expecting the third episode to, to like tie things together. Mm. And I think it kind of did, with the exception of Maeve coming back oh, in the picture. Yeah. But they did name drop her in this episode. Um, I felt like this episode was about, was about Charlotte. Yeah. Ultimately, um, it was about Charlotte. And I think it's interesting once again, that they went from, uh, Dolores to Maeve to Charlotte, like mm. highlighting these three, you know, female, um, protagonists or antagonists, if you will, mm. in this series. Um, and I thought it was really cool how they explored different aspects of her life. Um, and, um, and yeah, like like I said earlier, when when her son was like, "I want my real mommy back," I was like, "Dang, that's that's kind of creepy." Yep, that that yep. reminds me of like, um, have you seen Us? Mm, yes, the Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. That reminds me of um, the the upside down mom and the mm, little boy. That is creepy. <laughs> yeah, but I like this episode overall, man. What did you think about it? Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. I think. It's finally, because okay, we kind of shared last week, like these first two episodes of the season, they're really setting things up, reintroducing the characters, just kind of giving us an update on them, um, mm-hmm. kind of looking back in some ways. I feel like this episode kind of finally made the turn so that we kind of get a preview of what the season's going to be about mm-hmm. or some of the things that we're going to be talking about. Because there's a lot of shade thrown to like big tech companies. Um, and all that kind of stuff, um, kind of, you know, talking about the system, all that stuff. Like, I feel like there's like the big thing that Westworld's trying to tackle right now. I feel like, yeah, technology and specifically like big data, like, Mm -hmm. cause that's very, um, uh, relevant for our time right now with data Mm -hmm. and just them giving us a future, a potential future, what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I think in big ways with like well, yeah. Rehoboam, but even in smaller ways and how the technology kind of plays itself out. Like um, right. I watched the episode a second time and, and then I noticed something when Dolores is in the ambulance, the paramedics and stuff, 
they're like relying on the computer because they don't know what to do. Like they're mm. like, we, they need to save her. They're like, they need a diagnosis. Yeah. They're like, we need a diagnosis before we can do anything. And Caleb's mm. just like, I just do this stuff. Um, Cause he has some, some background, I guess. But for them, they're just reliant on that and couldn't even do their jobs yeah. without it. So kind of like in subtle, but also big ways. Right. So, yeah. So I found this episode finally took a turn to be like, these are some of the, this is where we're going. And so mm-hmm. I think I appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. Like your, um, your point about, how the Instagram or whatever was recommending you coffee and mm. coffee gear and stuff like that. Yep. It's like, it's kind of like this episode because, you know, Caleb is thinking about Rehoboam or, or insight as this thing that kind of like, I guess maybe helps you navigate life by recommending things to mm. you or like kind of thing, helping you predict like what you want to do. Like even with the Rico thing, I think it kind of recommends different jobs for you. Mm. Um, but if you take up on those recommendations, aren't you just living out the life that they want you to live? Mm -hmm. Like, isn't it kind of in a way controlling you because it's putting these things in your path that you naturally will do or that you're inclined to do thereby creating like a future for yourself? Mm. Um, which I think is what Dolores is trying to say. Like, that's what we got to like get rid of. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what we're trying to revolt against. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's all, all about the system, right? It's just um, how much control are you going to allow the system to have? Um, and mm-hmm. I think the big thing is even just like societal issues that she's touching on that don't, that aren't limited to tech, but have just used technology in this future world, right? Because she, she's mm-hmm. saying um, the algorithm has decided that, you know, Caleb's life isn't really worth it. Um, cause he mm-hmm. ultimately right. they predict he's going to kill himself. And so right. she, that's why he's not getting those. Yeah. Jobs. She has this line where like, you know, then they're, they're not going to make that future happen to you necessarily. They predict it. They're not going to make it happen, but then they're just not also going to help you out of it and change that. Yeah. So she says something along the lines of like, they're not going to invest in you so that this will occur. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy in some ways. Right. Um, yeah, so it's kind of this this class divide in some ways. Like whoever um, Rehoboam thinks is like worth saving versus these people that they calculate aren't worth saving. Mm-hmm. Ooh, dang, that's deep. Mm-hmm. So I like I even after I I watched this, I'm like, okay, I'm like excited to see where the season will go. I think these are all very big topics that could mm-hmm. be really interesting. But then I'm like, will it be too much though? Will it be too deep? Like, for them to handle, you know? <laughs> like, they could bring these things up, and then if they just keep it shallow, that would be yeah. a loss, I think. Huh. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, like, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bought in to these themes and these ideas. I'm just really curious mm-hmm. how they're going to play out in the season. What are your thoughts, then, on the idea or the theories I've been seeing online about how the world Caleb's in is actually a simulation. Mm. Because I saw this one video, I forgot what the YouTuber, who the YouTuber was, but they're talking about how Dolores went inside Rehoboam to this artificial world that it had created that plays out all these scenarios. And she's in there trying to like interrogate Caleb to see if he would be a, suitable human to bring back to the real world as like a host human hybrid huh. 
to help her in the revolution. Wow. Um, I kind of like that theory because I don't know if it's like now that I am thinking of that, I watched the episode a second time too. Mm. And when I just observe the, the, the kind of character interactions, character interactions between Cal and the Rico job people mm. and just everyone, they feel very stale. Like mm. they feel very artificial in a way that reminds me of the ways that hosts interacted with people mm. in Westworld. Especially um, when those like goons are like interrogating Cal and trying to kill him. Yeah. Like they're just so cheesy. Yep, yep. Like some of the lines just seem so cheesy. And I'm like, this is not Westworld. Like they don't write like cheesy mm. stuff like this. Um, they just seem so scripted. Like they had this script already that they mm. were just kind of delivering. And even Cal, like some of his lines just seem kind of like cheesy too. <laughs> like, they're, they're, he's in the hospital and the two guys come up to him and they're like, yeah, where's the girl? And he's like, there is no girl. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, okay. Are we watching like Terminator or something? Yes. Like, I don't know if you, if you got that vibe too, but mm. I just felt like it was kind of, it felt a little artificial. Like it reminded me, really reminded me of like Sweetwater. Yeah. That's, that's very, Ooh, Ooh. I, I don't know. I, that's very interesting. I don't know if I want that to be true, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that means, you know, Caleb is just going through basically what Maeve was going through in episode two, but just in a more, uh, in a better way, I guess. Mm-hmm. If it's Reboam, like more power, more more processing power to, to figure this stuff out. Um, man, I... yeah. That that could be their so mic just drop think about on that. you. Like, you know, yeah. they have the timeline stuff. Now it's just reality stuff. Reality. Um, well, we got a we got a taste of the simulation stuff in that in um season two with uh Sublime, hmm. the place where the um hosts are kind of like in this world of Eden or whatever. Ooh, yeah. I think that's kind of where Ford like played with was maybe that's where he played with storylines and stuff like that. Mm. It's it's very vague to me. It's like very foggy at this point, but I do remember there was a simulation within Westworld. Mm. Um anyhow. Yeah. I, I don't wanna so, get too deep into so that. So is the Charlotte stuff in the real world then? Like are these instead of the two timelines, these are the two realities that are happening, you know? I think so, yeah. Mm. Charlotte I think is in the real world and Charlotte in and um, Caleb won't actually ever interact. Mm. I don't know. This goes That's back to the whole thing where it's like the man in black and William and how mm. their two like timelines intersect. Yeah. Because um, I don't think we've ever seen Caleb with Charlotte yet. Yeah. Yeah. In the same kind of scene. Mm. And then Caleb's going to be old and he's going to be Ciroc. And he'll be this full <laughs> circle. <Ooh. laughs> hey. He overtook the system. No. Right, right. No, hopefully. The Rock's like, I've been watching you. I know who you are. Yeah. And then, like, back when we were saying, like, it was a Bernard and Stubbs is, like, after all of this. And then it'll just be, like, um, Caleb as Rock versus Bernard and Stubbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hope not. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, I guess maybe we focus a little on, on, on the Charlotte story arc since we both mm-hmm. kind of agreed, like, this is kind of Charlotte's episode in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What What do you think about her the journey? I guess I I don't know. Um. Any things that stood out to you about her in this episode? Yeah. Um. 
Well, first of all, we don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're kind of confused whether that Charlotte is the same Charlotte from season two, in which Dolores has her unit implanted in her. Because mm-hmm. I think last we see Charlotte, um, she was carrying the bags into the real world, yeah. uh, carrying the the units in her bag to the real world. But before that, mm-hmm. she killed the real Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so maybe that Charlotte is Dolores. So that's a question is like, who is Charlotte? Um, and then another thing is, um, I thought it was just interesting how she's learning about her own humanity, learning about her own flaws. Um, and, and, uh, and I think she kind of likes it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she, she kind of feels connected to it in spite of not that not really being her life. Yeah. Um, and so it's just really interesting seeing, uh, seeing a host in the body of a human trying to be a human. Hmm. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the two things I thought about with Charlotte's storyline. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, I thought it's just really interesting seeing her, her process as well. It's just trying to become Charlotte and really struggling with that. Um, on one hand, I thought it was kind of confusing. Because hmm. I was like, is this what hosts go through? You know, because she, she's almost having this internal battle, right? Because she said it mm-hmm. feels like Charlotte wants to cut inside and like take me out of her head. But I'm mm-hmm. like, isn't this like a host body? You know, like mm. I, I don't think the other hosts experience this kind of thing. Um, in Westworld. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, in Westworld. And so I was a little confused um because she's she's going through all this emotional stuff like she's crying when she's watching the video of real charlotte singing to nathan like her son Mm -hmm. i'm just like man she she's really going through all these different things and she's like doubting herself and it's kind of like needs dolores to assure her Mm -hmm. um so like on one hand i feel like she's really emotional and like incompetent and like like a human way, I think. Even like Dol- mm-hmm. Dolores touches on that. She's like, you know, we're 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 better than that. You're like you're acting like them, the humans, right? The humans don't mm-hmm. have impulse control, but we do. Um, so I, I feel like they're portraying her as very human for some reason, at least in her experiences, mm-hmm. which is like confusing to me. Which I don't know if I ever mm-hmm. really got that vibe from the hosts in the past. Hmm. Yeah, so there is a difference about this new host, which is actually based on a real human. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Westworld, the hosts weren't really based upon, weren't really, they weren't take, they weren't, they weren't really the identity of a human in the real mm. life, in real world. So, like this one, um, this host knows who Charlotte is, knows the kind of person that she is trying to be so maybe that's kind of the difference here is like um even though charlotte is gone and the host is inside her body Mm. it's like this host's this host's mind is like it's like the it's kind of like there's two people in there Mm. even though the one is gone yeah and i wonder if like it wants to keep seeing dolores because that's her true reflection Mm. like uh, the 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 little synopsis or little brief thing on wiki and stuff for this episode is some do not like what they see in the mirror but shouldn't blame the mirror. Hmm. 
So, like, I don't know if maybe Charlotte wants to go see Dolores and wants to be with Dolores is because inside Charlotte is actually Dolores. Hmm. And she's trying to, like, wrestle with, like, her not being herself. I don't know. Hmm. Um, Do you think Dolores, like, yeah. like, cloned her her control unit? Well, I think that is Dolores, Dolores' actual unit in Charlotte. Hmm. And whoever is in Dolores, I think, is something else or hmm. someone else. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, because they, they have that the in that opening scene when Charlotte, quote-unquote Charlotte, is realizing that that's who she is. And then she kind of asks Dolores, like, why can't I be myself like you? Um, oh. So I, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, true. And, like, because the... Just the experience that this new host Charlotte is going through, like, when Dolores became Charlotte, it didn't. She didn't really struggle with that, um, but I guess she also had a more clear purpose where she's trying to get out mm. of the park, trying to survive, etc. Um, whereas mm-hmm. this this new Charlotte in the real world, I guess, is less clear. There's like much more. It's almost like because when when you described the the host in the park, I'm like, oh yeah, they all had their storylines. They all had mm-hmm. a thing to go off of. Whereas right. this new Charlotte is having to figure out her storyline in some ways mm-hmm. and the past, like all the backstory, all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, it's oh, confusing. It's, yeah, it is. It is really confusing. And that's just the nature of Westworld, I guess. But what, what is your hunch then of who Charlotte is? It's, it's tough. Like, um, people that were significant to her in past seasons in the park, like obviously like her dad or whatever, but isn't he like mm-hmm. decommissioned or something? I, I don't super remember because he was like glitching out, right? Having issues. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he made it. Yeah. Made it through. I think he got uh, transported somewhere. Oh yeah, something. that's right. Did he, did he go to that, their heaven or he whatever? make it through. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Was it Teddy? Like, did did he go to? He he went I, to the place, right? No, I thought he I thought he shot his control unit. Mm, like, I thought he killed himself, right. right? Didn't he destroy his unit? He did, and then she took the unit out. I just don't remember oh. if he went. Was it the, the forge or whatever it's called? Like, mm-hmm. I I don't remember if he went. I feel like he did, but maybe I, okay. I, I should have. I should have. I feel that like I do up. see. I do remember seeing him on the other side. Yeah. I think, yeah. and then Dolores like didn't go or something. Um, mm. So I don't know. Those are like the people that are important to her that she kind of has that relationship with. So I'm not sure. Um, they when when the other board member goes to Charlotte's office and is like, "Hey, we have missing property in these control units." Um, he kind of says like, "There are all these low level characters that aren't that important, except for Maeve, right?" And so mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, are these are the people that Dolores took out? Are they just like those low level people? Um, yeah. So like, is Charlotte just could one of like, those? Right. Could be Clementine. Could yeah. be. Um, could be uh, the the Dragon Girl. Um, that was with Hector. Oh yeah, I was uh, like Dragon Girl Armistice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> could be Armistice. That's could true. be. Um, uh yeah, I think those two maybe. I don't yeah, know. maybe and like maybe that's how they'll explain why this transition is so difficult for this new host Charlotte. Maybe like mm-hmm. the host control units 
are of like different quality. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we do know, we do kind of know their personality, this person's personality a little bit too. Cause mm -hmm. when they showed the scene where she confronts, um, Thomas, which like, Ooh. what the F like, was Ooh, that? Yeah. Like, WTF. That was, uh, they snuck in like a little bit of like, a like, uh, to catch predator there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. But yeah, when they showed Thomas, you know, we saw like Charlotte go, go like rage mode mm -hmm. on him, which good for her for sure. Uh, but like we know that she has an aggressive side. Yeah. Like a really destructive side. Yeah. So I, that, that whole scene for, for Charlotte's experience of it. Yeah. Maybe wonder like did, did Dolores like upload some background info on Charlotte then? Or is she just mm. like remembering or like making a calculation of what Charlotte's personality is like? Because she, mm. she tells Thomas is like, oh, you reminded me what it feels like to be me. But who's me? Yeah, exactly. Like which me? Yeah, yeah. Like the Charlotte you, the the, the, the whatever you, you know? Mm. Um, well, the Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte is actually ruthless too. Yeah. Like she killed Elsie, mm. right? Yeah. So I, I maybe both. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe this was a ruthless person in uh in Westworld too. So mm -hmm. I I don't know. Yeah. Which side note, um, did you notice that when uh Nathan was running around in the playground there was a kid that he was chasing that had a mask yeah, on? Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, Oh shoot, that's coronavirus right there. <laughs> Corona shout out. Oh man. Yeah. So I I don't know I'm I'm just I I'm I'm pretty intrigued by the Dolores Charlotte relationship like because they because Charlotte like goes to to tuck in Nathan or whatever and they kind of have mm -hmm. that like that interaction and then after that basically Dolores is tucking in Charlotte and like Ooh. they like you know lay, lay together in bed like this is my child right and then Dolores even has the line like you belong to me. Before mm -hmm. that, and so like, is this parallel like Nathan is Charlotte's son, but then Charlotte is like Dolores's daughter or something, or mm -hmm. minion at least? Yeah, um, or they're just together, they're like one. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's something there. I think they'll develop that further, but I think that's a point yeah. point of interest. And that, that I think that kind of um, rejects the theory that it could be someone like Clementine or mm. Armistice, just because I don't think Dolores has ever had a relationship with them that's like true. that. You know, that's a more like a Teddy like relationship, mm. um, or even her father, but, um, you know, we don't really know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think like just the way they, they wrote Charlotte's experience, you know, I feel like this episode kind of gave me like, a psychological thriller kind of vibes you know like i feel mm, like she was confused mm -hmm. we were confused like it's just very emotional like lots going on yeah then she goes crazy and kills someone um <laughs> so it's like all over and there's a body horror thing back again mm. like with the self-injury oh yeah and all that and she was making like certain symbols did you yeah. notice like on her arm like it was a certain pattern that she was creating yeah i was like is this gonna be like the maze you know like... <laughs> yeah oh man so there are a lot of little like uh hidden things going on here. Mm -hmm. Uh what should we, what else should we talk about? I feel like that we haven't talked about. Mm. Ciroc? Yeah. I mean he always creeps in at the very end. Like it's yes. always like a little bit of Ciroc. Mm -hmm. 
like a little Ciroc, a little bit of tonic water, yeah. a little lime. Mm. Yeah, he, he liked the you Thanos in the background, you know, like just yeah. gets that final scene and he's just like doing his evil smile or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my, my my interpretation, like there, like Charlotte is, was um, the mole then, and then she's trying to. She's her own mole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's like working for Ciroc, kind of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like very confusing. Um, it is very confusing. And then Maeve is now supposedly going to be working for Ciroc too. Um, at least he is somewhat in control, making the offer for Maeve to work for him. And so mm-hmm. he's like the master manipulator over here. Right. Um, so kind of all, all roads point to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dolores is unaware that May uh, that Charlotte is working with Ciroc. You think? Mm, at least real, real Charlotte. Yeah, I think she doesn't know that. And so, like this Charlotte, I assume will go back to report these things to Dolores. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't just based on this one episode of how they've built up the personality of of the Charlotte. Although maybe she after killing Thomas, she's become her own woman. I don't know. But before that, mm. she's you know pr- pretty dependent on Dolores. And so like I don't Wait. see her betraying Dolores. So you're saying this Charlotte that visits Ciroc is in a different time is it is in a different point in time than the Dolores that's with Charlotte. Oh no. The Charlotte that's with Dolores. No, I think it's the same, same, same. So you're saying Charlotte's like switching personalities? Uh, well, I think she's she's like learning things, right, about the real Charlotte's life as she's oh, trying gotcha. to adjust to it. She's realizing, oh, Nathan's my son, like Jake or whatever. We're, we're not together anymore, mm-hmm, and Charlotte mm-hmm. is the mole. Gotcha. And so gotcha. She, I think she's playing it off, like right. as as vaguely as she can, as she's gathering mm-hmm. information. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, but like the the line the the relationships like we don't even know what they are yet, but they're already confusing. They're already blurry. Mm-hmm. Like everything like overlapping. Like what, what's gonna happen? Um, yes. Yeah. Like in, in all of this, like I even forgot. Like the mic drop in in season two was that Delos was taking all ma- making like those profiles on all their guests, and like mm-hmm. I had even forgot about that until like Sharok brings it up at the end of this episode. That that's what he's really looking after. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, there's a lot going on, a lot of pieces. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I want to see what they do with it. So, yeah. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Um. I think I'll say another thing with Sorak is like we get him. We kind of get the feeling that he's kind of behind everything mm-hmm. that he's creeping in. And I had to look up what creeping tender was in the beginning of the episode when Charlotte is talking to um Irene, I think that's her name, mm-hmm. who's like kind of feeding her information about this mole or that this leak had happened and it was because of this mole. Charlotte says, um in response to something that Irene says is that this leak is a creeping tender, mm. which if you're a finance person, you understand what that means, or a business person, it's the gradual accumulation of a company's shares mm-hmm. um, kind of quietly. And I think that's kind of the way that Sirach is operating in this episode or in this show is like he's he's been slowly acquiring control of Delos mm-hmm. in kind of like a background kind of creeping way. 
Uh, so I just thought that was interesting how they are kind of merging the business side of things and then also this political political side of things, mm. which is is kind of Ciroc's like kind of move, you know, kind of moving in the background kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also like how they just kind of are able to smoothly implement the technological side of things. Like, because Charlotte's interaction with him, he's a hologram. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, very smooth, very cool. Um, just more ways for them to, for us to see how technology could potentially be used. Um, right. Yeah. Dolores did that too in, in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to keep going too much because I, I know we're running out Ooh, of time. True. Yeah. But did you um did you notice that uh Charlotte's nickname is Charlie? Yeah. And she has a little boy. And then in season one, we learn about Bernard and his little boy named Charlie. Oh. That's in the, that's in that host storyline. Yeah. Is oh shoot! I did not notice that. Is this the same actor? Probably not. Right. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> Is it? I was just wondering, like, is it the same Charlie? They just record clips of him? I don't know. Um, oh, that's ooh, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? I, I like. I wonder if Charlotte was involved in the crafting of Bernard's yeah, storyline. Yeah. And in her guilt, she like wanted to weave in this like, um, this character of Charlie. Yeah, her of, son. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's uh, it runs deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah Westworld's always like throwing in those little easter eggs here and there uh, and then like that random tidbit like apparently elephants are extinct like I don't wait what like cause, oh, cause she, yeah. she walks into Nathan's room and she's like why won't you take me to see the elephants mom and she's like cause they're all gone I was like what <laughs> the <laughs> like is this an, like a subtle thing like we're also killing all the animals on the planet like just throwing well, we haven't really seen any animals that's true in show. yeah because he loves animals he has a ton of stuff to animals no tiger king yeah, yeah yeah so i'm like is this is another just like uh we need to be careful about our decisions or something i don't know i was like mm-hmm. that's a random random uh decision to make in the in Man. the world westworld always throwing in those little like uh little uh, political things like mm-hmm. you know global warming uh it's not really political but sexual predators are bad mm-hmm. so anyway uh, uh another thing is that apparently this show title is from a poem called keeping things whole mm. uh so it's a really short poem check it out if you got time it's on poetrysociety.org um, but it's by Mark Strand called Keeping Things Whole. Nice. Well, uh, to wrap up our show today, we're going to do our usual segment, What's Making You Happy This Week, where we talk about one thing that's been re- recently giving us energy and just giving us those good vibes. So, Dill, man, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, man, keeping it simple during this quarantine time is just some simple exercise. Um, going for walks and stuff. Yesterday, I went for a walk around the neighborhood, uh, much longer of a walk than I usually would ever take. But, you know, <laughs> it's good because otherwise I get no steps. Um, mm, that's so, good. yeah, that's good. just trying to stay active, walking around, even just 
seeing people from afar, you know, social distance. I was, I was walking down yes, the sir. sidewalk and then this, this lady was like, she's on a jog and she's running toward me. And she's like, um, she's like a little bit older. I was like, should I change sides of the road? Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, and that's kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we, we, you know, we just waved to the normal thing, and and we we for for that split second did not sh- social distance since we had to like pass, you know, because she was coming toward me. I was going, Uh-oh. and so I was like, oh, um, but you know, hopefully it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, just some hopefully some exercise. You know, just staying active, like, like, like we already said, the days they blend together, and so mm-hmm. it's easy to not, not keep healthy in those like regular rhythms, et cetera, those kinds of things. They actually do a lot to help boost your mood, et cetera. Even just being outside, I think makes mm-hmm. me happy if there's sun. So, yeah, I'm gonna just piggyback off your, um, your exercise comment and just say the same thing. Like, it's important to get out there. It's good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. It's good for your physical health. Um, I've been fossil hunting lately hey. with um, with my girlfriend, and we've been going down to a creek nearby, and they have all these different kinds of fossils, like corals, mm. different kinds of um, shells, different kinds of, uh, like, just really, really, really ancient um, animals. And uh, it's it's crazy thinking about, like, these things that you're picking up, the things that you're touching, the things that you walk on are over like hundreds of millions of years old. Mm. Uh, so we've been looking these things up. We even joined a Facebook group. So it's oh, kind of like cool. this new rabbit hole. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so just yesterday we found um, a cephalopod, okay, which is like an early snail or mm. early uh, squid or octopus. And then uh, we also found trilobites, which mm. um, I forgot what their like, current... Um, creature is but um i knew about trilobites before i started fossil hunting when i got here so it was cool to kind of like finally see something that i've like looked at before yeah. in like museums and things like that very cool so yeah that's been making me happy this yeah, man pick up new hobbies yep very very cool good times yeah cool well it's good to talk again this week uh looking forward to episode four of westworld See how how crazy the crazy can get, how more confused Woo. I can get. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll break it all down though next week. So yes, sir. Talk to you then. All right, peace, still. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over Gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on SoundCloud.com slash Kid Majestic. One word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. See you. Oh, we got that new music, by the way. Thanks, Josh. Oh, yes, sir. Take that, <laughs> hey. Do you like the new music? Yeah, man. It's cool. It's chill. It's a different vibe. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more chill, I think. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I don't... Well, I guess I edited it last week, but I, I didn't listen to it in like in the episode yet, so I, I don't remember. But yeah, I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs>